It was summertime, and Abe was out selling books to earn money, religious books. He was walking from one house to another on a country road when all of a sudden a voice spoke to him from nowhere. And the voice told him, Abe, go over the hill and present your message to the house that you're going to find there. You'll want to hear this amazing story. Stay tuned for this episode of Better Life Today. This podcast is brought to you by Better Life Broadcasting Network. Since 1990, Better Life has been providing Bible-based religious programming to the public. For more information, including how you can view Better Life's channels on your TV or digital device, how you can contact us, or even how to make a donation, please visit blbn.org. That's blbn.org for Better Life Broadcasting Network. And now, here's today's podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of Better Life Today. I'm Doug Garcia, the creative director here at Better Life, and with me, as usual, is Sai Judy. Sai Judy, welcome. Thank you. You and your husband here oversee the Spanish channel. Yes, Vida Mejor. And so we've worked together for some time now, and uh, you know, you've been in, you and your husband have embarked on an interesting mission recently. Yes. Uh, just share a little bit with our audience, would you? Sure. We are foster parents to two adorable little ones, a six-year-old little girl and a four-year-old little boy. I'm sure a lot of things have happened that yes. you maybe didn't imagine would happen when you decided to try this responsibility. It is incredible. And one thing that I've noticed is how much my husband and I have grown, actually. You know, the lessons that we get from these kids, it's incredible. Do you know what's impressed me? As you discussed, you share some things with us at worship mm -hmm. and different things. What impresses me about your story with the children is that you're trying to teach them to trust God. Yes. And now these children may or may not have had a religious background. Mm -hmm. and, and so you're daily trying to prepare them and tell them the Lord will be with them yeah. to help them. What uh, yes. has been the result of that? Well, it's, it's amazing because as you said, no, they did not have any background um, with anything about God. We recently found out that the people that they have been with in the past, mm -hmm. they did not believe in God at all. Oh, okay. And so even their Sabbath school teacher, their teachers from school, they tell us, wow, these kids are just growing in their learning Spiritual to love God. Yes. Yeah. Um, the little one, the little boy, he loves talking about how great God is, how strong he is. Oh. And so his thing right now is um, God is bigger than Donatello. God is bigger <laughs> than a, a big elephant. Five elephants. God is bigger than Samson, reading the story of Samson. He loves that. And uh, the little girl, her heart is very soft and so sweet, and she loves praying for everything she wants to pray. Mm. The other day we were in San Francisco, and there's a lot of traffic in San Francisco, yes. and we were going to stop um, downtown, and we decided to go into a parking lot space. One the of big those building. big garages? Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so we go there. And of course, you know, it's downtown, so everything was full. First floor, full. Second floor, full. Third floor. And there was only two floors left. And so we're thinking, oh, we're not going to find anything here. And she says, well, of course we're not going to find anything here. We have not prayed yet. <laughs> and so we're like, oops. Yeah, do you want to pray? And she starts praying, Look, God, could you please help us find something? Because we really want to go out and have fun. And so could you please help us to find something soon? In Jesus' name, amen. Wouldn't you know, right there <laughs> in front of us, a parking space. And you could see like other people trying to find something. But that was just specially for us because she had prayed. Oh, and wow. so to see their faith grow, it's just beautiful. 
This is a great example for our audience. Teach your children how to trust in God. Mm -hmm. What can you ask Him for? What can you expect? Yes. And thank Him when it happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, All and she loves thanking Him. <laughs> oh, I knew you would do it. I love you. I love you. And it's just beautiful to see that. That is amazing. Well, the Lord's blessing all of you, it sounds like. Well, today we wanted to do a program about when God gives you marching orders, mm. when God tells you to do something, what are you supposed to do? And we have an amazing story to tell. But before we get into the story, I wanted to share some, an idea with you. Okay. So there, out there, there's some, you know, we talk a lot about miracles. This mm -hmm. program is stories of faith. Right. We talk a lot about God doing wonderful things. But you know, there's a fake, there's a, a false kind of a miracle thing that you'll find mm. out there mm -hmm. in religions. Yes. And these kinds, of, you'll know it's fake because it starts to be very selfish. Mm. You'll hear the person trying to teach you, you're a God. Mm. If you develop your inner powers, you can do something. You can influence other people's minds. You can make things happen. It's all about giving you special superpowers. Right. And that's very attractive. People start to hear that. Oh yeah, I want special powers. Mm. I want to be able to do things. But do you find that in the Bible? Is that the kind of concept we find in the Bible? No, no, we don't. We actually find that um, when miracles happen, it's all about God. It's all about God. It's all about God. I was thinking particularly about the life of Moses. Mm. When Moses, you know, because during the time of Moses was when the Bible records some of the greatest miracles. Mm -hmm. But when did they happen? They happened at God's direct command, at his timing. The timing right. was his. The choice was his. And Moses was just involved as a servant. Mm -hmm. So really, we are supposed to be God's servants. Right. And if we do, if we give ourselves to him and follow his leading, we'll see wonderful, miraculous things mm -hmm. at his choosing, right. at his discretion. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the difference. Yes. And, uh, and so there is a difference. You need to watch out for the false miracles out there. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Anyway, but now let's jump into our story. This story is about a young man named Abe. Mm -hmm. And Abe had the most remarkable story that when he submitted it for publication, the editor wrote back and said, is this story real? Could these <laughs> things really have happened? Wow. Because the story was submitted by a woman who had written up Abe's story. Mm -hmm. So what happened? Abe himself wrote back to the editor and said, this story is what happened to me for truth. Wow. And I have commissioned this lady to write up my story. Mm. They said, okay, and they published the story. And now we're going to share the story with you. Abe was in school. And one morning he woke up in their dormitory. They would start to turn on the lights to get the mm -hmm. kids up, maybe 5 a.m., something like that. The lights were coming on. Abe, for some reason, was awake before his roommate. Okay. He normally wasn't. So Abe was awake, and all of a sudden, he had a vision. This is very unusual. People don't generally have visions. Right. But Abe said that his entire room seemed to disappear. The mm -hmm. furniture disappeared. His roommate disappeared. And what he was left was with, was with his, essentially a bare room, is from what I gather. As this happened, the door opened up and a stranger walked into his room with a map. And the stranger held up a map and Abe looked at it and it was the most unusual map. On it, there were fingerprints, hmm. but they were fingerprints of what appeared to be blood. Hmm. A little startling, right? Yeah. And then the stranger spoke to him and said, Abe, you, I want you to, uh, you need to go out call-portering this summer. And what that means is you go out selling religious books door-to-door. -door. Mm -hmm. We call it call-portering. Right. You need to go out selling religious books door-to-door -door this summer. If you don't, the blood of these people will be required of you at the judgment. Wow. Whoa. Then the, the stranger rolled up the map and left the room, 
and the room came back to normal. Hmm. As he was sitting there stunned at what just happened to him, his roommate woke up and said, Abe, why are you awake before me this morning? And then he looked at the expression on Abe's face. Abe, what happened, he says. So Abe told him the story. His roommate said, Abe, that's a message from the Lord. You must go sell books this summer. Wow. And Abe said, I know, I've got to go do this. Well, the summer came along and Abe went to sell books. Mm -hmm. Now, the area that he went to sell books was near the Missouri River. And this was a time of a little bit financial hardship for the people in the area. It was a time of drought. Mm. Now, there two guys were put together, he and another guy. And the guy who he was put with was a little more experienced. He had been out there selling books. And in fact, earlier when Abe was thinking about doing this, he wasn't sure about doing selling books at all. He said, the Lord could better use my, could better use my um, roommate. Oh, more, experienced, more experienced, more whatever. But, but when he was called like this, he thought he should do this. So then he was called, and then he was teamed up with another guy, and they were about to choose uh, the territory. So the guy who he was teamed with chose the better area down by the river <laughs> and gave poor Abe the inland area, oh. the harder area. Mm-hmm. Now, before we go on, we have a Bible text for today. It's yes. very appropriate for uh-huh. what we're hearing about Abe. Would you share yes. that text with us? Oh, yes. Tell us where it's found. It is found in Jeremiah 1, and it's verse 7 and 8. It says, But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am a youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. So the Lord Very was clear. saying, yeah, the Lord was saying, don't, don't tell me that mm-hmm. you can't do this because you're a I'm youth. young. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he said, well, let's get back to Abe. Abe's a young man. Yes. The Lord has told him he wants him to go sell books. This happened to him, that Bible verse. So he's out there. He's been given the worst territory. What are we supposed to do with that? Saturday? <laughs> what do you do when, when you're given the worst territory? Yeah. You know, pray. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He had to turn yes. to the Lord. Wow. And he went out there and it was hard. He would go door to door and people would say, I'm sorry, it's a fam. You know, we're having a drought. There's not a lot of money. I can't afford your books. You, right. Looks like you got nice books there, but I can't afford them. Mm. It was discouraging. Yes. So Abe finally was going along getting very discouraged because the purpose of him doing this partly was not only to witness and reach people, but, but it was to raise money for his schooling. Oh, yes. So where was his money coming from? It didn't seem to be coming up at all, hardly. Then listen to what happened. He got a message from home. Hey, Abe, why don't you come home? We're building some houses out here. If you help out, you'll gain enough money. Now hear this. You'll gain enough money to cover three years of your school. Wow. Come back for one summer, build houses, mm. and you can have enough money for three uh, years of school. Yes. What a temptation. Oh, yeah. Now, Abe's sitting there thinking, you know, maybe the Lord, you know, if I go, Lord, if I go back and I get enough for three summers, I can spend the next three summers call portering, selling books. I won't need to worry about it anymore. I can go home now. Mm. And he thought this thing through and convinced himself it's time to go home. Yeah. Packed his suitcase, picked it up, started down the dusty road to the train station, and he was on his way, and you know what happened? The most amazing thing. As he's walking down the road, once again, a voice out of the blue Mm. speaks to him, and it says these few words, Abe, where are you going? He knew who it was. He knew it was the Lord, and he didn't want to hear those words. (laughs) (laughs) He pulled himself off to the side of the road and sat down and said, if, this, if the Lord wants me to stay, I want to be sure. 
so I'm going to cast lots. He took a piece of paper and said, stay and call Porter. And then on the second piece of paper, he wrote, go home and build houses. Mm -hmm. He put it in his hat, mixed it up, pulled it out. Guess which one came out of the hat? Stay and call Porter. Abe said, I want to be really sure. So he took another piece of paper and he said, stay and call Porter, even if I don't make any money, and the Lord will take care of my school bill. Mm -hmm. And then on the second piece, he wrote, go home and build houses. Right. He put it in the hat and he drew it out again. Guess which one it was? Wow. He wanted to be sure though. He drew it out again and Let's again see. and again. Seven times he put his hand into this hat and pulled out the lot. He read it and it said, stay and call Porter, even if you don't make any money and the Lord will take care of your school bill. Wow. So he said, okay, I'm going to go call Porter. Mm -hmm. And he went back to work. He didn't go home. And you know what? It didn't get any easier. It was hard. Nobody was buying books. One day he had finished at one home, going down the country road to the next home. And that's when the introduction, when I was telling you the story at the introduction, a voice comes up and says, Abe, go over the hill oh. to the right. You'll see a house. Go down there and present your message to them. Mm. Wow. So there was no road. Abe took off through the field. He goes to the top of the hill. Sure enough, there's a house down there. He wasn't able to see it from where he was, but he could see it from the top of the hill now. He goes down to the bottom of the house. There's two gates. He tries the first gate. It's jammed. He can't get in. He goes to the second gate. It swings open freely. He walks up to the front door. He barely gets to the front door, and the screen door just flies open. Wow. A lady's waiting for him. She goes, come in, come in, come in. He comes in. Before he knows it, they're sitting there in the parlor, and he brings out a book. He brings out one of the books he's been selling. It's called The Great Controversy, mm. a very important book to us. And he starts to present his message about this book and why this lady needs to get this book. And he doesn't get very far when she stops him and says, young man, please, I have to stop you right now. I need to tell you something. So you know what Abe's thinking to himself? Oh, oh no, here it comes again. Another story. <laughs> yeah. I don't have enough money. It's a time of drought. Mm -hmm. you know. So he's expecting the worst. But then the lady says, young man, my husband and I have been trying to find the way of the Lord. Mm. We went out searching for churches. We went to this church. We went to that church. And always something was there that, se that disappointed us. She said, at the last church we went to, we went up, uh, which we liked, uh, one time the pastor said something that I didn't quite agree with. So I went afterwards and talked to him and said, Pastor, why are you teaching this? And you know what he said to me? He said, well, if you're going to disagree with the church, then maybe this isn't the church for you. Wow. She didn't go back. She and her husband did not go back. They sat down instead and they said, and they prayed to the Lord. And they said, Lord, we've been trying to find the truth. We have looked and looked and have found nothing. If you want us to know the truth, you're going to have to bring it to us. Mm. And so she left it with the Lord. Well, here's the amazing part. The night before, now she's sitting in, the, uh, in her um, living room there with the young man. Mm -hmm. The night before, she had a dream. Oh. She was there sleeping, and in her dream, an angel came to her, beckoned her over to the window, and she looked through the window, and she saw a young man with, I believe, um, a light-colored shirt and dark pants which, by the way, was the same thing that he was wearing. That he was wearing. Oh. And the angel pointed to the young man coming over the, over the hill and watched as the young man came to the first gate, and it was jammed. 
went to the second gate, it was open. And you know what the angel told her? The angel told her at nine o'clock tomorrow morning, wow. a young man is gonna come over that hill and he is gonna bring you the information that you've been looking for. Mm. And then she woke up. Mm. She told her husband, I had a dream and in the dream the angel told me that nine, at nine o'clock a man's gonna come tomorrow and he's gonna have the information we've been looking for. Her husband said, it was probably just a regular dream. You know, we've had wow. the dreams. And so she said, well, I'm gonna watch. <laughs> and so she was standing at the window at 9 a.m. the next morning when that young man came wow. over the hill, when he tried the first gate and it was jammed, when he tried the second gate she and came through. And that's why when he came to the front door, that door flung open. She was expecting him already. She was expecting him. And she said, young man, that book, I wanna get a copy of that book, The Great Controversy. Mm -hmm. She said, get it to me. And he said, I'll get it, I'll order it and we'll get it to you as soon as possible. Wow. Now I wanna stop right here, Sayuni. Mm -hmm. We have the book, The Great Controversy, available. Yes, we do. If there is somebody in the audience who wants a copy of that, give us a call. We will attempt to get you a free copy of The Great Controversy, but you need to call us and give us your address. Mm -hmm. And then we will try to find one and send it to you absolutely free. That's the book that this lady needed, and we think that you need it too. Yes. Okay, now back to the story. So the lady got the book. She was so emotional, she started crying. Mm. You know, what would you think? You've been looking for the truth and yes. the Lord gives you this dramatic of a, of a indication that this is what he wants you to know. Yeah. Well, they prayed, she cried. That, that experience carried him through the rest of the summer because there weren't many sales. It mm. didn't go well for him. And what would you do, Sayuti? You've tried and tried to make money for your school and it's not working. Yes. But he had this, this light, this thing that happened to him that helped carry him. It helped him, yeah. That's why we're told that we are to remember what he's done in the past because it will help us in our future, in our present and in our future. That's right. Well, he went back to school. And guess how much he had in his pocket? Now, these are the olden days, so money went a little further, but still, guess how much he had in his pocket when he walked up to school to the register for the next school year? He had $31. Oh. He needed $30 to register. Wow. Where, where was the rest going to come from? <laughs> He had 30 days once he registered to oh. pay the rest. Uh -huh. He said, why should I even go? I've got 30 bucks, 31 mm -hmm. bucks. I, why even go? What am I going to do with the rest of the year? But you know, a voice inside impressed him, go and register. Mm. So he did. He registered, paid his fee. He had $1 left when he was done. Standing there thinking, well, the Lord has 30 days left to, to come up with the rest of the money for my school year. When all of a sudden, a huge hand came down on his shoulder very strongly and said, young man, are you looking for a job? And he was a little bit annoyed, I guess yeah. to tell you, because of the force at which that uh -huh. hand came down. He didn't even look behind him. And he was like, you know, kind of annoyingly said, of course, I'm always ready to take on a job. And as he turned around, you know whose face he stared into? Oh. It was the president of the school. Wow. He said, young man, come with me. I want to talk to you about this. He brought him into his office and said, Yesterday, we had a board meeting. Uh, yesterday, or recently, we had a board meeting, and it was decided to offer you the job of, of overseeing the maintenance of our entire plant wow. operation. I'm, I'm assuming that meant the grounds, mm -hmm. uh, cleaning inside, right. everything, janitorial, all that. Mm -hmm. He said, would you be interested in a job like that? And Abe said, yes, I would. And he's thinking to himself, I wonder how much of my school bill will this, this is going <laughs> to cover. You know? uh -huh. And the president went on, and that's going to cover your tuition wow. for the entire year. Hmm. Abe was like, wow, okay. 
And then he went on. But more than that, we're also going to throw in room and board for you as well for wow. this year. Abe walked in with yes. $31. He used 30 of it to pay for his registration. He walked out with one. But Abe said that that $1 was like a million mm. as he walked out of the president's office that day. That's amazing. He had written in, the, in that note that he put in his hat, uh -huh. I'll stay if the Lord covers the bill. He did. And the Lord did cover the bill. He did. In a most unexpected and amazing way. That's beautiful. That's amazing. Sadie, what do you think? This story touches me on several levels. Um, there's the concept of, you know, the Lord asks you to go work and you don't see any results. Mm -hmm. You know, you work and you work and you don't see any results. But if the Lord has called you, what are you supposed to do? You know, that's where faith comes in. And I think that there are times that we are able to see the fruit of serving the Lord. And there's times that by faith, you, you have to give that step of, okay, I did what the Lord asked and I may not see what's gonna happen here. And, but we know that we will eventually, you know? It may not be while on earth, you know, but God will let us know eventually yeah. what the fruit was. And you know, the Lord's mercy is supposed to be given to everybody. Yes. Uh, the gospel is supposed to be presented to everybody. Is everybody mm -hmm. going to accept it? No. We're told no, but that doesn't mean we're not supposed to do right. the work. Right. My mind goes back to Noah. Mm -hmm. He, 120 years, you know, presenting his, his gospel to get into the boat and be saved. Mm -hmm. What was the end result? He had his family. family. Yeah. You know, that must have been, felt terrible. Yes. I worked and I've worked, and, but that's what the Lord told him to do. Yes, and, and everybody else had been given the opportunity to hear uh, from Noah, because God used Noah, yeah. they had that opportunity. The yeah. opportunity was there. God's mercy flowed out, mm -hmm. even if they didn't take it. Right. Noah's duty was to give God's mercy to everybody, tell yes. of the Lord's merciful plan. And if they didn't accept it, it was on them. Mm -hmm. but, his, but their blood wasn't on Noah, was it? Right. He did his job. He did his job. And friends, we have a job to do in spreading the gospel. Mm -hmm. If things don't look good, if you're asked, if the Lord impresses you to talk to somebody, you think this person's never going to give their heart to the Lord. That's not for you to decide. Do it anyway. Do your job lovingly, kindly, draw people to the Lord and let the result rest with them and the Lord. That's right. Wow. That's right. And then at the end, the story at the end, when, when the Lord provided for his needs, you know, it reminded me of a story that you shared on a previous episode. Yes. Could you recap that story? Yes, it, it is really similar, isn't it? Yeah. Um, my roommate and I, we were missionaries. We were sent out as missionaries to uh, the country of Kazakhstan. We were there for a whole year. And usually students, as you mentioned, the summer they used to work yeah. so that then you have the money to come back to school. Well, we didn't have that opportunity to work the summer. We were missionaries. We barely had money, you know, for a phone call. Or, and so when we were coming back, I remember us praying to God and saying, we have nothing. I mean, the little bit that we have is probably for a tiny little apartment or something where we can stay. Um, we went to school, we prayed, and then we went to the principal's office or where they had the financial service. Mm -hmm. And we talked to them and we said, we were out as missionaries. Um, is there any help? <laughs> Anything? You know, we'll yeah. take just a little something. And they, they had this meeting. Then they called us in and they said, you know, um, we've decided that you have full scholarship. Wow. We just thought of a little, but this was covering everything. Amazing. We had nothing to worry. Like you said, 
the cold-porting we didn't do, but God provided. So you were doing mission work for the Lord. Yes. And you didn't know where your school money was going right. to come from. And the Lord said, surprise. Yes. Full scholarship. We leave the office just so happy. And as we're walking away, um, some people approached us and they, they give us the news that we have a job for you, which was our dream job. And we had prayed, oh, if we could only have this job. Well, it was that. And so God each provides of you, each of, each you got of your us. Dream job. We had our dream job. Yeah. And then we leave so happy, just God has blessed us in such a mighty way. And we find an apartment with the descriptions of what our dream house would be like, you uh -huh. know, all these big windows and everything. And for the price that we were able to afford. And so God just provided, provided, provided. Um, the Bible says that he who is faithful in the little will be faithful in the much. And so for us, it was like we placed ourselves there and said, we don't have Lord, but we will serve you. And he just blessed wow. us in a mighty way. In the few moments that remain, do you have another story that you can I do, in? and I hope <laughs> I'm able to make it. But um, we were in Kazakhstan as missionaries. And one morning uh, we woke up and the phone rang and said, you know, there's a group of young people who would like for you to come and have like a concert, sing or something. Mm -hmm. Well, it was a group of us missionaries, but that day, Almost every missionary was sick. Mm. And it was just my, my roommate and I, too. So we thought, we can't do this. We won't be able to. It's just the two of us. We went to the office so that the lady who was coming to pick up everybody, we would tell her, sorry, we won't be able to because everybody's sick. The lady arrives, and we try to explain to her she doesn't speak English nor Spanish. And so we try with Russian, and she says, no, you need to come. You need to come. And we're like, but it's just us. And she says, come, please come. So we decide, okay, we go. We didn't want to go. Uh -huh. We were missionaries and we didn't want to go. I know that's not good, but we end up going and it's a long ways to the place. It was a drug rehab mm -hmm. for men, young men. Mm -hmm. And when we arrived there, it was cold inside and we didn't have jackets. And we were really hungry because it was a long ways. When we got there, the young men were so happy that we were there. They gave us jackets. They gave us blankets. They had a meal prepared like we've never had. Delicious. <laughs> and not only that, but they were so blessed that we had been able to go and talk to them, sing to them. So it was like, I have special music. Now you have special music. <laughs> now we both have special music. Now I have. And it was just the two of us. But it was just so beautiful to see that in simple little things, if you're willing and you do this, God has huge blessings and the Lord is so good. You know, I think we should, that's important. The Lord has things for us to do that a lot of times we don't want to do, mm -hmm. but in doing them, we are so blessed. Yes. And we should take that step of faith Amen. and say, Lord, I am your servant. I will go wherever you send me. Mm -hmm. I may not want to do it. Mm -hmm. I may not feel like it. It may not make sense to me, per, you know, per se, yes. but if you've called me to do it, I'll do it. And I expect that you will show me something wonderful as a result. Amen. And in your case, and in the case of Abe, the Lord more yeah, than took care of everything. Uh -huh. That was amazing. Well, friends, as we're coming to the end of our program, we just want to encourage you. You know, the Lord may call you to do something. It may be as simple as talk to your neighbor, or he may want you to speak to a congregation. Whatever it is. Just grab the Lord's hand, mm -hmm. walk forward, and do it, and you will be blessed. Amen.
This podcast was brought to you by Better Life Broadcasting Network. Visit our webpage at blbn.org. That's blbn.org for Better Life Broadcasting Network. There you'll find more information about the ministry and other programs we think you'll enjoy. You can also send us a note via our webpage, and we'd love to hear from you. Better Life also has a YouTube channel that you can access by going to youtube.com slash betterlifenetwork. That's youtube.com slash betterlifenetwork. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to search for all the Better Life TV podcasts. Until next time, God bless.